What's up, everyone, and welcome to Project X Talk, an Xbox podcast, episode number 112, presented by Save the Game Media. I'm your host, Kevin, a.k.a. The Muffin Mon, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Physical Copy himself, Ethan. How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. Been busy this last week, been sick, uh, so a lot of things are happening, but I, I got some good gaming in. Um, mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of podcasts. We're busy, so that's been fun. Uh, but busy. overall, glad to be here. Nice Thursday. Yeah, no, it's freezing where I am. I am so cold. I cannot Um, wait for sub-zero temps when I move back to Vermont. One more week, I'll be in the snow. Something's wrong with you. Um, Can't wait. We have been busy. We've been putting out like two podcasts a day, and we still got more to come, all right, people? You don't even know the whole weekend. We got content going into next week. We got our live reaction to the Game Awards. So we're going to do Project X Talk. 113 next Thursday, and then Im- like basically immediately roll into the game awards. <laughs> oh no, live reaction! So, uh, it's it's gonna be a busy Thursday. Come hang out with us because we are going to put out a Google Doc where you can predict your winners for the game awards. If you get, I think it's like the highest percentage, right? We're doing and you watch with us live, you don't have to say the whole show, but just pop in, watch with us live. We will give you a $25 gift card platform of your choice. So keep an eye out for that on the Make sure to post something in the chat when you jump in with us live or else we won't know you were there. (laughs) Ghostly March says, Ethan looks like he's podcasting from a jail cell. I mean, it might as well be. We're moving right now. So literally my entire house is in boxes except for my mattress that's on the floor and the desk I'm sitting at. (laughs) Feels like a little bit of a jail cell. Uh, that's amazing. I, I helped someone move on uh, Sunday and it was a brutal four hours of my life. So it's always brutal. Moving is never fun. Never. Well, guys, this is an Xbox show. And remember, if you like this podcast, we are live every Thursday right here, 5 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. If you can't catch us live, we post every Friday morning on your favorite podcast service. While you're over there, please drop us a rating review. It does help grow the channel help the podcast grow everything we need you to help so if you want to interact with us more please come join the discord the link is down in the description below we're talking world cup right now a lot we're talking games we're talking all the podcasts everything you want to talk about we got it for you so come on over and if you want to support us further and get early access to all Save the Game Media's content like No Limits, Frame by Frame, or I Hate My Friends, head over to patreon.com slash save the game media. Choose the tier that is right for you, like our current Patreon supporters. Shout out to Bucky Blue, Hopple, Alpaca Tom, Amon, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Anna Hudak, Nikolai Knight, Cypher, Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, and Mimi J. Thank you all for your support. We appreciate every single one of you. Um, Mel in the chat pointing out looking crispy in 1080p now, boys. That's right. If you if you're an audio only listener, uh, YouTube used to only be 720. We'd have to upscale, oh, yeah. re-render videos. We have switched our uh streaming platform to Melon, and now we're looking beautiful. So if you would like to come, come on over. Check That's out thanks the- to you, Patreon supporters, helping us get better every day. I love it. It's true. It's true. It's true. 
we'll improve our mics, improve our visuals. It's all yep. thanks to you guys. So, Ethan, I want to yes. start the show like we do every single week. But before that, oh, how are you familiar with a little game called Fantasy Critic? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you're going to put me on blast today? It's time for an update. <laughs> all right. So, Wait, when are we actually breaking this down? Like December 31st or something like that? Like the uh, end of the year? I mean, there's no... we got to do our draft at the end of the year, right? Yes, yes. Start of January, we are doing another draft. And right now, I believe oh, yeah. it will be Project X Talk. So you and me will team up to take on uh, the... the ugh, no limits. Don't let there. me pick Babylon's fall again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll steer you straight. I'll steer you straight. But we're going right, to take on you. no limits. Uh, and I believe we're going to take on Amon and then a teammate to be announced for a frame by frame counterpart. Uh, mm -hmm. So we'll have a 2v2v2 situation for next year. But I got to I gotta say, this year, it's over. You went pretty it's crazy. It's done. Uh, I have wrapped up Fantasy Critic with a 140 points, and no one can catch me. Uh, I gotta say, really pitiful from Garrett here. Seven That's points, really tough. And I gotta tell you, it's gonna be a negative points once the Midnight Suns minus 13 or whatever. He's it's not be. even because he picked bad games because he picked a lot of good games. It's just that none of them came out this year. They all <laughs> Everyone got, got delayed. delayed. <laughs> like who could have envisioned a war where Stalker Two is getting developed? Like he he got the the shit end of the stick in this game. Mm -hmm. I think poor guy. Yeah. He he also never went in and changed his pick, so that's on him as well. <laughs> well, I think he gave up at a certain point, but yeah, he's like you can only. I think you can only drop so many, but it's like two or something. Yeah. Um, Tom respectable. He put a respectable showing in. Eighty six points. He still has Callisto Protocol, which comes out tomorrow, and reviews also drop tomorrow. Oh, I'm so excited to see the reviews on this. I'm expecting some big numbers from it for sure. So he can't win, but he can uh, he can do get over a hundred probably. He can probably hit over a hundred if Callisto yep. really scores as, as everyone's expecting. Ethan, a hundred and two points. Yeah, and I get you want to know something. That's actually better than I thought I was doing. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you hadn't picked two games that w didn't release and yep. Babylon's fall, you probably win. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Well. Slime Rancher 2, that was frustrating to me because I was for sure thinking that was coming out this year and it, it was just a green early light, access. like early access and it doesn't count. I was really frustrated. Um, they also didn't have achievements like other early access games, so screw them. And then Amon with a, another pitiful showing. Oof, that's rough. Really, yeah, he's got to um, do better. He's not on our team, Kevin, though. Listen, Kevin, the top two scores right here, you and me, we're the team. We're going to do it. We're got going it. to smash it. We're going to crush him. So I have won this fantasy. Thank everyone for playing, but you never really had a chance. Okay. Oh. So <laughs> next season, you and me, the dream team sweeping it. You need to start getting the list together right now. Let's do it. Ooh, yes. Yes. I I'm do we're doing a start of January so that we can pick January games because I was like, when do, when do we have to, and then right. I was like, there's no time. January immediately starts firing games at us. Cause you can technically like, start a fantasy critic at any point, right? Mm -hmm. It's just yeah, the yeah. year after you start. Yeah, you just can't pick games that, like, if we do it late January, we're going to miss out on some good games. And I don't want to miss out on some got some bangers. Games, yeah, so. we got to get those on the list. All right. So now we can begin the show like we always do by going around the room and asking one simple question. That question is, Ethan, what have you been playing, my friend? Oh, you know what I've been playing because I've been late to podcast because of it, and that's Sea of Thieves. I'm back in Season 8. 
Uh, you can buy your own ship now and customize it, and it'll carry over to your next play session. It's been an absolute blast. Me, Garrett, a bunch of his buddies have been going, uh, doing PvP, raiding fortresses, doing treasure hunts, um, fighting skeletons and ghosts and sea monsters. And we we just killed like two megalodons earlier today. That was pretty crazy. It was like a ghost megalodon. It was really cool. Uh, but, you know, Sea of Thieves is still popping off. It's still a great game. Um, having a good time with that. The other one, obviously, Modern Warfare 2. I've been getting deep into DMZ. Um, I started playing DMZ this week, which is their new mode. Um, it's not regular multiplayer. It's not Warzone. It's its own thing. Um, it's in beta right now. Um, it works really well. I enjoy it. The NPCs are really good in it. You basically are dropped into the same map, Almazra, that you get dropped into during Warzone, um, except now you're in a team of one to three, and you complete objectives on the map. Um, like you're doing a mission and everything and you run in, you got standard missions for your character and then you have missions that you can pick up on the map, loot guns and everything. Your guns have to carry over into the next game. So if you die with your guns in the game, you lose them forever until you can go find another pair of guns that you like and pick them up. Um, I love the premise of it. I, I hear people saying it's a lot like Tarkov. Um, that's not a game I've ever played, but from what I hear, it's pretty much exactly the same as tarkov so if anybody out there played that you know what i'm talking about um having a blast with dmc so it's been a lot of multiplayer for me because i'm waiting for callisto protocol um that's the next big single player title that i'm going to be playing here so uh probably tomorrow i'll stop playing those for a little bit and then uh after an hour of callisto protocol and i'm too scared to play i'll go back <laughs> so we'll see can i before we talk about what you're playing do you see what's going on here in the chat okay i can't see the chat not on melon oh, at least okay. i haven't figured out how to do it yet oh no i did figure out how to do it yep sean, here it is mr sean capri asks oh no question, why is ethan recording from inside a bowl of jello why is everyone attacking me did they get <laughs> and then he asked kevin how's the job hunt going <laughs> he just came in here to throw some shade real quick i get it you know <laughs> i show him nothing but love and this is yeah. this is what you know sean I, sean I, i'm moving right now so literally all my stuff is gone in a box right now the desk is and my mattress are the only things left in my room <laughs> and my tv obviously mm, well having a good time out here sea of thieves i i don't get it never got it but i'm glad you know what me fun. and garrett were talking today and garrett was like you know what would be the best thing ever is if we got kevin into this because it's like he he describes it as peaceful chaos. There are times where it's a beautiful game, by the way. I don't know if you've seen the screenshots that I take on my account. I post them on my Xbox account. Um, and it's it's absolutely beautiful. But when like shit hits the fan, it goes crazy. Skeleton warships are coming up out of the water like the Flying Dutchman in, in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. You got Megalodons attacking you, Kraken coming at you. I mean, there's a lot of awesome action in this. And it's like you have to basically manage your your sails with your navigation who's on cannons who's fixing the hull who's clearing water out of the deck there's so much intricacy to it it's so fun it's a lot of chaos and it's really good just to hang out with your buddies for a long play session because that's the only way you can do this game is sit down for a while and play this game to get a good haul of treasure but i think you would like it you just got to get I've, into it i've played it with him before tom and him and we all played together and i you had did a, and a, yes we had a four-person crew i had a miserable time oh that's crazy he didn't tell me that I'm gonna have to he, talk to him. About he probably that. forgot. He's a you know he's a, he's in a fog most of the time. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you played anything else, Ethan? 
Uh, I'm trying to think. Gungrave no, Gore. <laughs> I got plenty. Okay, we can talk about it. Oh, no. I got plenty of games to talk about, okay? because Yeah, I'll let you I, talk about Gungrave Gore. <laughs> well, so I beat Pokemon. Uh, I beat it, sold it. I'm getting most of my money back. I, I really like the Pokemon game, despite its its technical issues. So the other game I've been playing is a game called Soccer Story, which our review discussion is up on the channel now and all uh, of our podcast feeds. So I was joined with uh, by Lockleth from our friends at Carpool Gaming to discuss Soccer Story. And we had a good 30-minute discussion about this indie title, which if you're familiar with something like Golf Story or the upcoming Sports Story, it is one of those... Um, games where they take a sport and kind of make it an RPG. So you get a soccer ball and you have to play some soccer games throughout it. And there's a bunch of side quests and main tasks. I liked the game, but it was disappointing. Um, There are some big issues with the title and you can go listen to our full review for my entire thoughts. It's a good review. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and her, her and me are pretty aligned on yeah. where we fall in this game. So it is on Game Pass for anyone that is, has Xbox and Game Pass. So if you do want to try it for yourself, you can go check that out. Um, but uh, real quick, of, yeah, Mel in the chat, the Flying Dutchman absolutely is the one from SpongeBob. That is what I said. I meant, I think it's the Black Flag in Pirates of the Caribbean. If I'm not, I, I can't remember the ship, the ship with the tentacle guy. But I think the Flying Dutchman is the ship from SpongeBob. <laughs> so yeah, I probably is. mix those up. It is. Um, <laughs> Okay, so the other games I want to talk about, speaking of Game Pass, Gun Grave Gore. And you touched this game for probably 30 minutes, right? Like an hour or something. Okay, like, like an hour. So while Oof. you're a quitter, okay, I oh. <laughs> <laughs> I beat all 31 levels of Gun Grave Gore. Uh-huh. And best advice I can give is do not play Gun Grave Gore. That's some good advice, Kevin. <laughs> This game is one of the jankiest, ugliest games I have played in recent memory. And at first you're like, okay, it's it's clearly like a, a very low budget game, but at least maybe it could be fun. And I think there is some fun to be had. It's mostly just hitting the right trigger and shooting enemies till they explode. There are crazy difficulty spikes at certain points, though, which really frustrate you. And then jumping and movement in this game is nigh impossible. non-existent <laughs> it's literally impossible sometimes and then they're like get on this train and get to the end and your guy's like i'm moving to molasses and then you just die over and over i was multiple points in this game i was ready to rage quit but i stuck with it i got through it and this was uneasy folks all right the game yes. is hard yeah <laughs> So uh, uh, I, I agree with it. you how when you first start playing it, you're like, OK, it's not the best game, but it seems like arcadey. You know, it has that sort of arcade cabinet shooter style that I kind of like the way the enemies come out of the environment very much is reminiscent of like House of the Dead or like some of those other arcade games like the alien shooter game. Um, and I thought it was going to be fun at first. But yeah, once you start getting deeper into it, the issues are just so glaring. Like for me, the worst part of it was the jarring transitions from cutscenes or QTEs into gameplay. Uh, it was horrible because like mm -hmm. it, it did that thing where um, if you're on the black screen loading out, enemies are already shooting at you. So you'd be standing in the middle of an area and like 10 enemies would already be on your ass, like beating the hell out of you or shooting you. And it was just really frustrating. Um, but yeah, maybe I could see people getting some enjoyment out of it, like a mindless just shooter. Don't even need to listen to the story. It's almost non-existent. 
Um, I there is one. Paying the cutscenes. Yeah, there's no reason really to pay attention to the story. So if you're if you're sick and you're in a brain fog like I was last week, maybe this is a good game. You know, just to mindlessly shoot enemies and get some achievements. Yeah, uh, I did get a lot of achievements. It's a it's a pretty ach- easy achievement list to to rack up. But the other game game I want to talk to you about is Evil West. Because oh, yes. Talk to me. I have almost wrapped up my playthrough of Evil West. I've been playing co-op with my brother. I have three. Is missions. it short? Yes, it's very short. Okay. Uh, it's like a few. We've only we played an hour on Sunday, maybe two on Monday. If wow. like maybe two hour, two, two and a half hours every night so far this week. So but you're definitely moving through quicker because you're playing co-op. Probably, but it's definitely yeah. like a. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a difficult game at certain points, but you like the bosses kind of feel like Dark Soul bosses sometimes. But the really yes, like they have massive health bars and like they try to overwhelm you and mm. it's it's I really like it though. It's not That's it's cool. not as hard as Dark Souls. It's not nearly as hard. But I'm having a lot of fun with the gameplay of this game. I think the story is completely forgettable. I have we haven't the slightest idea what's going on in this game. Nothing makes any you're thrown into this world. Nothing's introduced. They just kind of expect you to be like, I get what's going on. Like you have no concept of anything you're ever doing, but gameplay makes up for it. It is a fun time to go through. You get a lot of different weapons like a flamethrower, a rifle, uh, an electric gauntlet that allows you to like warp to people, stun them, punch them in the face over. It's really awesome gameplay and that's what keeps me coming back for it this achievement list completely ridiculous you have to play like hardest difficulty oh, do no. a bunch of yeah it's, I ain't it's doing all that <laughs> very very difficult um and i will say the further we go the more buggy it seems to be coming um we've had multiple freezes now we had one level where if we opened the menu the game would freeze so we just couldn't open the menu we've had audio glitches where sound just disappears and then you have to restart the game in order to get your sound back it's it's a frustrating experience yeah at that but we are almost done and i would say wait for a sale on that one is my okay. recommendation yeah i think it's definitely going to be trampled by some of the other big games coming out this season um for me the biggest attraction towards it was gameplay and art style and aesthetic um so what do you think about the art style is it does it look as cool as i think it's going to be or is it kind of you know, forgettable. It, it's cool to a certain mm-hmm. extent. It does lose. Once you see it, it's like, okay. And there are certain parts that don't like, I think all the enemies look really cool. Like when you're in a, it very much follows the God of War formula where you okay. will have like a little section of puzzle, uh, shimmy along an edge, get, get into a battle arena. And you could tell like, mm-hmm. Oh, there's a battle. Cause it's an enclosed. Yeah. I'm about to fight like, here. Pop yeah. Over. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the color gradient is weird in this game. Every the orange is bumped to a hundred, and it looks like what is it hurts my. It's like eyes an old timey like sepia filter yeah, yellowish yeah. color to it. Yeah, yeah, it's um, very very strange. Yeah, I definitely think this is a wait for me. Um, I was thinking this is a game that's probably going to end up on Game Pass. I'm just I don't know. I I just feel that way, so I think I'm just going to wait. I can see it on Game Pass. Um, I, I was lucky enough to have a gift card, so I only paid $10 for it, which I, nice. I'm i completely fine with with that price. But I do I do think 
that this is a game that uh you didn't need to rush out and, and get um yeah it's a fun time while i'm waiting for midnight suns tomorrow but once midnight suns hits i'm probably not gonna i'm not gonna think about evil west and like the game of the year i'm glad you're playing you know? it so someone can talk about it because i saw some gameplay this morning i think ign did like the first 28 minutes i watched probably 10 of it i was so out of it the character models i was like oh this just looks it's, awful i saw iron man i was like <laughs> it looks bad <laughs> man it's getting good reviews bro what are you talking about? i know the gameplay looks fine like for a turn base i'm not a turn base guy but i'm sure you guys will enjoy it but yeah the art style of the character models i was like Ugh, gross all right well if there's nothing else we can get into this week's stories story number one look at our brand new little ticker down there uh, there was a Todd Howard interview. So during the latest episode of the uh, Liz Friedman, or I believe it is, podcast, director and executive producer of Bethesda Game Studios, Todd Howard, sat down for a nearly three-hour interview regarding Starfield, Xbox acquisition, and more. Todd was asked what it was like joining the Xbox team and responded, quote, that even though they had worked together a long time, you still don't know what's going to happen, but they felt the relationship and culture were good. Todd says that it has been awesome and that the culture outside and inside the company are the same, very focused on the player. Todd refers to the Starfield as Xbox's platform seller and recognizes the importance of the title. Todd also touches on Bethesda's exclusivity after confirming Starfield is exclusive to Xbox. If you weren't aware for some reason, like this interview, his reaction when Todd was like, it's exclusive, he was dumbfounded. He's like, what like blew his mind <laughs> saying quote keep in mind that exclusivity is not unique even though we've done playstation stuff and i think the ps5 is an insane machine they've done great stuff and that we've had great success on playstation we were traditionally a pc dev in the beginning yep. we transitioned to xbox and that became our lead platform Morrowind is basically exclusive. Oblivion was exclusive to Xbox for a long time. Skyrim mm -hmm. DLC was. Our initial stuff was all Xbox. We get into development saying we're all focused on Xbox. It's not abnormal for us. It's kind of been the norm. And from a development side, it gives us the ability to focus and get help from them. The top engineers at Xbox who say we're going to help this look incredible on the new systems. From my standpoint, it's awesome. So yep little little touching points there uh i know we had a, a question from from uh mel and i believe he was trying to ask how do we feel about xbox giving starfield the help to make it look great on the new consoles i believe that's what his question was trying to ask us i mean if that was a question absolutely um that's a great thing i mean i think that's how any relationship between a console developer and video game developers should be you want these games to run well on your machine because you profit off the software um, I think it's the same thing for third party titles. You know, they're going to work with Sony on the PlayStation port. They're going to work with Microsoft on the Xbox port. I think that's par for the course. Um, and obviously this relationship is now closer now that Xbox actually owns Enemax Bethesda. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see they're continuing that trend. Um, I'm super excited for Starfield. I mean, Todd Howard doesn't need to talk anymore about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just ready for it at this point. Uh, yeah, I, I can't really say much else. I don't, I don't think there was much in this interview of new information i guess i should say no he does he does say on when speaking about the delay uh he admits it was a tough decision to delay starfield but that it was the right decision as yeah. they reached a point Good. it became clear that despite being confident they could get it done the risk wasn't worth it to the fans and to xbox so i want to bring in a question from uh Taye, um mm -hmm. who says 
what happens if Starfield isn't a great game in the same lane as God of War, Elden Ring, Zelda, The Last of Us, etc.? What does it mean for the Xbox narrative? Are you worried about Starfield's performance issues on Series S? So the first point, what happens if it's not a great game? It's hard to imagine that. Bethesda, for me, is not a developer that makes bad games. Obviously, I think there's a history of... When the games initially released, there are a lot of bugs. Skyrim had a ton of bugs when it came out. But I think that's more to the point of Bethesda's really pushing the boundary in terms of open world games in gaming. So Starfield looks like it's going to be another boundary pusher. Um, so I don't doubt there's going to be bugs when it comes out. There's going to be, you know, nicks in, in the armor. Um, but I still think it's going to be a good product. Um, if it does end up being... A bad thing? I mean, to what level of bad are we talking? Are we talking like Cyberpunk 2077? Yeah, that would be disastrous for Xbox because this is sort of the title that they've been selling Game Pass on for, I feel like, the better part of a year. This is the title everyone is waiting for. This is why people are buying the Series S's to get it ready. And to that point, I think this is going to run fine on Series S. Um, you got to think, yeah, there's like what? What did he say? Like a thousand planets, 400 planets, big number of planets. Mm -hmm. I forget a thousand, a thousand planets. But you got to think once you're on that planet, that's going to be it. It's like the, the game's only going to render that environment that you're in. I mean, I don't see it really chugging on the Series S. Um, I know we had that whole fiasco earlier a couple months ago now about people saying the Series S was bottlenecking games. That's simply not true, especially for microsoft or xbox first party titles first party titles run very well in the series s halo infinite ran very well on it uh horizon won very well on it um so i i don't see there being any issues on the series s port mm -hmm. uh i'm i'm of the mind that starfield has to be a great game i don't think it needs mm. to i don't care if it hits like above a 90 on metacritic i really don't um no, they never do the only people that should care about that are the publishers who have bonus. Like, if it's if it comes out and it's an eighty six, I'm not going to be like, oh darn, it's That's just a great a game. Game. That's a great game. I'm going to go play it. I'm going to have a great time. I'm super excited for Starfield. You know, we haven't had a really good space RPG since Mass Effect, in my opinion. It's really I've been waiting for this type of game. Todd Howard was talking about how the planets um are like level scaled so if mm -hmm. you go to certain planets you are gonna walk out and be like oh i should not be here i i came to the <laughs> wrong neighborhood and then you gotta try to leave because he was saying space exploration is supposed to be dangerous and i love the sound of that i love the uh, you know uncertainty of where you're going in space i think starfield sounds awesome i don't think it needs to be it'd be awesome if it was held in the same regard as those games mm -hmm. you named I don't think it needs to hit those heights personally. It does and, have to hit a height though, I yes, think. Because like I height. said, this has been what they're selling people yes, on for it's the, the last platform year. seller. It can't come out and be a yep. 70 and then it's like this is what Halo Combat evolved was to the original Xbox, I think, is Starfield. Because once they bought Bethesda, this is what everyone was thinking mm -hmm. of. Like this is the big ticket item for us. Yeah. In terms of performance on Series S, I think that you can't look at what third-party developers do on consoles as the standard because when you look at PlayStation 5 and what Sony Santa Monica was able to do with God of War Ragnarok, it runs at like 120 FPS, mostly 90-ish range, I understand. beautifully. But it's like 4K, ups, well, upscale or dynamic, whatever you want to... But it is an absolutely drop-dead gorgeous game, and that's because the first-party studios and the 
engineers inside the actual platform holders, they know how to get the most out of these consoles. They built the consoles. So you can't really say like, oh, well, Evil West can hits 1080p 60 and 1080p 30 on Series S. That's probably what it's that is not a good comparison. You have to, you have to look at what other first party titles are doing. And if you look at things like you named Forza Horizon five, I watched John Capri play that at extra life. That game looked phenomenal. I played it with series it. S. Yeah. It looked <laughs> phenomenal on the series. S. Yep. So I don't, I really don't have concerns. I think Starfield will have a performance and a quality mode, depending on how you want to play it. But I am not concerned overall about how the, the performance of this game is going to be. Yeah, no. Everything I've seen of the previews and the gameplay that we have seen, this looks absolutely beautiful. There was a time when they were showing off combat. It did look like it dropped frame rate a little bit. Hopefully they'll tighten that up and, and we won't see that as often. But I mean, it would be hard for me not to imagine there's going to be times where your frame rate might might drop. Um, <laughs> so we'll just have to wait and see. I think this is going to be a beautiful game, though, and it's going to run very well. Well, we can move on to our next story. And this one's a little silly, but I, I wanted to include it because I saw it making the rounds. Was PlayStation Plus offered to be on Xbox? Uh, um, this comes from Tweaktown, who noticed that in Sony's latest response to the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal, which we're not going to talk about. We're just going to talk about this one thing. Sony told that the CMA that Microsoft will not allow PlayStation Plus on Xbox, which presumably means the company tried to offer its subscription service to Xbox. We'd previously heard that Xbox offered Game Pass to PlayStation and others, but were rejected. So, Ethan, how do you feel about uh, the shoe being on the other foot, as they say? It's, PlayStation it's, offered it to Xbox, uh, apparently. It's never going to happen either way. I don't, there's so many people out there that take the notion that Game Pass could be on Switch or PlayStation seriously, or vice versa, PlayStation Plus could be on Xbox seriously. And I don't understand why. In what world would that benefit your, you, you as the company? All you're doing is funneling money to your competitor because the way the monetization works on these consoles is you put your game on PlayStation's marketplace, somebody buys that game, PlayStation gets a bit of a cut. That's how they make their money is in software sales. So if you're putting Game Pass on PlayStation 5, people are going to be paying that subscription fee. PlayStation's not going to be able to skim off of that. It's the same fight that we've seen with the Epic Games Store and the app stores and everything is these app stores, these storefronts, they need to get their cut. And putting these subscription services on your competitors, it's, it's impossible to take that cut because you can't determine whether someone's exclusively playing that streaming service on your competitor's console um and and it just doesn't make sense so it, it's never not in a million years is any of this going to happen i don't know why this keeps popping up all the time game pass is going to be on switch but i know people are saying it the higher ups like phil spencer might be mentioning it oh did ethan freeze rest in peace ethan uh we'll uh we'll keep going here but i i gotta say i i agree with mostly what he's saying i do think that the xbox oh yeah, yeah. Okay. The Xbox Series X and S will never have PS Plus. That is a ridiculous statement. <laughs> the green got to him. Yes, Lockwood. The green got to him. Um, I just I've heard I've heard for years now that Game Pass was going to come to Switch, and that has yet to happen. We know that they've offered it to these companies. We know that it's something that Xbox would be open to, but the other companies aren't open to it. That is the big issue here. They're they're just not receptive. Oh, 
He's back. They heard me spilling the beans, Kevin. They, they heard you spilling the beans. Yeah. I, so I was I was backing you up here, um, saying that you know we've heard for years Game Pass on Switch and all the stuff that has yet to come to fruition. Even if they offer it, doesn't mean anyone's going to accept it. I I struggle to see a world where the other platform holders are like, that sounds great. I would like to lose a portion of my market because say yeah. like say you're a Switch game, right? Mm-hmm. And you come to Game Pass day one, Nintendo's going to lose money if you're <laughs> yeah. a, a Game Pass subscriber because you're going to go in there and be like, oh, I'm going to play. It just doesn't make any sense because you you could buy it on Switch or you could have or you could subscribe to a, a Switch thing, which I don't know if they're ever going to do a Switch subscription service, uh, a good one. NSO online doesn't count. I'm sorry. I, I can't yeah. I can't subscribe to that. All right. Um, but PlayStation Plus to me is still an inferior version of Game Pass. And I know people say they aren't competitors, but I use Game Pass nearly every week, and mm-hmm. my PS Plus I dip into extremely, extremely rarely. I claim all of the monthly games, and then I don't play most of them. It's just about... It's the same thing I do with the Epic Game Store, right? Free games, I'm going to claim them. I want to build a Accumulation of yes, wealth. I want to <laughs> build a library, even if I never touch them. So... Yeah. No, and, and then the other point is when somebody's using that application, you're taking that person out of your ecosystem and putting it into your competitors. If somebody's going to be playing their games on their PlayStation 5 and they spend 50% of their time playing Xbox titles, giving revenue to Xbox, that just doesn't make sense in any world. It's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Silly story. And uh, I doubt PlayStation would ever even want that, but people were speculating. So we can move on to story number three. And this one is uh, just an update to something that we had at the Xbox Bethesda showcase back in June. So in case you forgot, at that showcase, Xbox and Riot Games announced that multiple Riot Games will come to Game Pass and Game Pass users will get in-game benefits for those titles. Well, the time seemingly has finally come. The following games are now available on the Microsoft Store, although you can't download them yet. League of Legends, Legends of Runeterra, Team Fight Tactics, and Valorant. These free-to-play, these free-to-play games uh, will offer Game Pass subscribers the option to unlock characters and other features that are usually locked behind paywalls at no extra cost. Um, cool story. I don't play any of these games, so it's not really a big deal to me, but I know it's a big deal to give people that content um, and just be able to unlock it for them. That's a really great selling point to play these games through Microsoft's platforms. So really good strategy here partnering with Riot Games to do this. I, I can imagine this is rubbing players the wrong way who have been playing those games for a very long time and earned a lot of those, uh, what did they say, skins or like whatever they're characters. offering them, characters, because you do have to grind. League, League of Legends, you have to unlock you know, your heroes that you're using. Um, so I'm sure that rubbed some of the older players the wrong way, but you know what? It's business. Um, it's a good strategy here by Microsoft, by Xbox. So uh, good for those players that get to uh, now play these games and, and unlock a bunch of stuff without having to grind you know what this means though is we have to get brie to subscribe to game pass because oh, she yeah. loves these she loves league of legends i, I think she, about it all last she's night. talked about valorant too yeah but she 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 told me no thank you to game Pass. no thank you sir i i'm not interested in the game pass that's um, crazy maybe if we tell her you get all of this stuff for free she'll uh she'll come convert but she's a then... pc gamer there's so I many games no i don't know what she's doing she's missing out so much not only for this but like just pc game pass in general what do you yeah you could you could play so many games mm-hmm. so i think it's awesome uh it's good to see that this is is seemingly finally happening happening um 
I, I don't play any of these games. I'm not going to play any of these games, but it's awesome for the PC fan base, which has long been the, I think, Achilles heel of Game Pass, where a lot of people feel that Game Pass wasn't really catering to the PC market as much as the console market. And I think Xbox has been taking steps to rectify that. So Yeah, it's been feeling like recently that Xbox has been paying more attention to the PC Game Pass crowd then they have the console game pass crowd you know they've, they've been putting so much stuff out there age of empires 4 was obviously the the start of it all um that was pc exclusive at first big rts game a lot very popular um and this is just another step in that direction so you got to give those people value in order to get them into the ecosystem ethan we have uh, quite a bit of game pass news this week actually because story number four and this was a rumor when we went live but since we went live, this has been confirmed. So really, yes, Monster Hunter Rise is officially coming to Xbox and Xbox Game Pass on January 20th, 2023. It offers 4K resolution, 60 FPS mode or a 1080p 120 FPS mode on Series X. Uh, there will be no cross play or cross progression. Um which is a bummer. PS4 and yeah. PS5 players can match with each other. Um, I assume all the Xbox players can match with each other as well. Yeah. But I think it's a, I think it's a bummer that you can't play with Switch and PC players. I have no idea because they can play together. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it, that should be the standard, and we talked about that before. So I'm, I'm obviously going to call that out. It should be cross-play, cross-progression should be the standard in gaming. Um, but. You know, it is cool to see a Monster Hunter game come. I, Monster Hunter is a series I've never touched, but I've always wanted to. Uh, I remember a lot of my buddies playing Monster Hunter World back in the day, raving about that. I, I watched some gameplay. It looks really cool. Um, I know Monster Hunter Rise is very, very popular. Um, it, it's kind of a, I don't want to say watered down because I'm not a Monster Hunter fan, so I don't really know. But it's just not as visually appealing as Monster Hunter World, I guess I should say, because it is a Switch game. Um, but it looks awesome. Looks like fun Monster Hunters gameplay that I've seen before, um, and I definitely want to jump into it. It's I, I've been waiting for a while to to play these games. I probably put about ten ish or more hours into Monster Hunter World. Um, Kyle really loved that game, and you could play it like four player co op. I got a little bored because it, it is a lot of grinding. It is a lot of killing the same monster yeah. over and over again to, in order mm -hmm. to get parts and make armor, and I just fell off it very quickly rise isn't a game i've touched rise looks awesome the art style is really appealing even on switch yeah. the fact that they're bringing it to uh current gen consoles and that it will have 4k 60 and 1080p 120 it will look phenomenal on the on ps5 and xbox series x i have no doubt because the art style they knew what they were doing when they brought this game to switch right they're like we can't make it look like monster hunter world so let's change mm -hmm. the art style slightly to make it more appealing and run great on the switch because from what i've heard it is it's really popular and really it's good super on the yeah they just had the sunbreak dlc that came out not too yeah. long ago that was on one of our fantasy critics i forget who picked it but that it had mine yeah, then it had a good score. That was in the 80s. People were really raving about that. So good to see, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's coming to Game Pass, so it will open up. Because Monster Hunter World was Capcom's like most successful game ever. Oh, something. it went nuts, yeah. Yeah, it was huge. So I can only imagine like this game is going to be massive. There's no doubt in my mind. And just add cross-play and cross-progression. Like, just sort it out. 
I don't know. It might be something to do with Nintendo because we all know Nintendo likes to destroy things, as you know from this last week, Kevin. <laughs> Rest oh. in peace, Smash World Tour. <laughs> oh, don't don't say it to me. Oh, I just watched Hogwarts video on it. Um, you got to restart I'm, your trauma. I know my feels. So <laughs> we can uh, we can move on to more of a fun. Well, that was fun, but uh, more of a fun story than the Smash World Tour for sure. Xbox achievement system potential improvement question mark uh this comes from jez corden at windows central in november microsoft held its annual hackathon which despite the name isn't where a bunch of people get together and start hacking companies uh it's where groups of developers come to compete and invent new potential products within the microsoft ecosystem that sounds dope by the way yeah it's a really Um, cool thing one relevant idea to the xbox ecosystem was a pitched improvement to achievements called xbox achievements 3.0 the presented system would sit alongside the gamer score system and award players with PlayStation-like bronze, silver, gold trophies for accomplishments they complete in-game or at the system level, such as play 300 Game Pass games. Each medal count would be displayed on your profile under your gamer score to showcase your accomplishments. So, Ethan, I'll go first with this because we've long talked about how we think Xbox achievements need an overhaul. Yeah, and 100%. I'm very much of the mindset of just give a platinum equivalent, like yeah. literally some sort of achieve like a counter underneath my gamer score that'll show how many a hundred percents I've got. That's all I'm asking for. That's all I would like really care about. This sounds fantastic. This is taking a step further. This would be awesome because not even just like it's rewarding you for not just playing games but being a part of the ecosystem which i think is really important to xbox these days yeah and you know both you and i love getting our achievements and our trophies and i I don't think you can debate uh one of the most satisfying things in the world is to see that platinum trophy pop on a playstation game it's it's a great great feeling especially when you really earned it um so they they definitely need an overhaul because you know it it's great hunting for achievements and there's a thrill to it and I love how it pops I love the sounds I love getting the gamer score but when you're done with the game when you 100% of it it's just kind of like okay like you, you it just you don't really get that thrill like you would with the with the platinum trophy system and again you can go to somebody's PlayStation account and look at all their platinums and you, they have the platinum symbol next to the game and everything to show that you mm-hmm. did complete this game Xbox absolutely needs an equivalent to that I'm not saying copy PlayStation one for one but I mean PlayStation has a pretty damn good system and I think you could do something to mimic that um and I don't think it would upset many people I think this is something that's sorely needed we, we also need uh, separate DLC lists. I'm sick of having 100% and then DLC yes. out and then losing my 100%. That was one of the, my when I first got my PS5 and I fired up Ghost Tsushima Director's Cut, I was really mad because I'm like, oh, Iki's Island, like there's all this other extra stuff. And then I realized I can just get the platinum and not do those things. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I was so happy. Why doesn't Xbox do that? So, yeah, good shout out there. I don't know. I When the DLC for Nobody Saves the World come out, I was like, I have to we have to do all of this because I need the 100 percent back. Like I earned it and I got to I'm going to get it again. Yeah, I'll go back to games like Far Cry 6 was one of those games where I got like 90 something percent of the achievements and they had three DLCs come out that were awful and I hated them and I didn't want to play them. And now my now it's down to like 55% or something. I'm like, that's not indicative to how much I worked for this game. No, Come I was, on. I was like four achievements away from uh Halo Infinite. And then that's the latest, a lot. The latest update just added like 40 more achievements or something. Yeah. And now I'm like, 
Why, why do I? Or like Sea of Thieves is like that too. There are games on Xbox where you can't get the achievements anymore. Like Sea of Thieves has a a big list of achievements that have legacy in like parentheses because you just can't do them anymore because they got rid of uh, something called oh, arena mode, which was that. PvP. And it's like there are some, especially going back to the 360 days, there are achievements that you just cannot unlock. There were achievements tied to like real life events, like uh, like Cameo had one where it was like artwork or something, and you can't pop that. Like it's it's really frustrating. So yeah, yeah, that's that's annoying. That needs to be fixed for sure. So awesome. I hope Xbox Xbox knows this isn't a thing. They've talked about it before. I really hope that we see some improvements coming soon because they have addressed the DVR issue now. All right. So we can start working on the other things the community is asking for. Story number six, more Game Pass news. So we got the uh, surprise December update for Xbox Game Pass today. Uh, it normally goes out on a Tuesday. Very weird that it's a Thursday yeah. drop. It's um, a big list too. Yeah, it is a big list. So available today. We have Eastward for Cloud Console PC, The Walking Dead, the final season for Cloud Console PC, totally reliable delivery service for PC. That game is, I don't know what to say about that game. <laughs> um, December 6th, we get Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga for Cloud Console PC and Hello Neighbor 2 for Cloud Console PC. December 8th, we get Chained Echoes for Cloud Console PC and Metal Hell Singer for Xbox One. December 13th gives us High on Life for Cloud Console PC and Potion Craft for Console and PC. December 15th, Hot Wheels Unleashed Game of the Year Edition for Cloud Console PC and Rainbow Billy, The Curse of the Leviathan for Cloud Console and PC. Any of these piquing your interest there, Ethan? Yeah, a lot of good things on this list. Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. I raved about it yesterday during our uh, Game Awards prediction uh, recording that everyone will see shortly. What day is that coming out, Kevin? Uh, our Game Awards you... prediction will come out on Monday. Monday, make sure it's everyone check that out. 12 p.m. instead of the, the frame-by-frame time. Yeah, good stuff there. Um, but I raved about it there. Um, love that game. Uh, already played through it, so I won't be playing it again, obviously. But I think if anybody uh, likes those Lego games or is a big Star Wars fan like me, uh, great game to jump into. You get to play through all nine of the movies. Um, it's sort of it's not like a big fleshed out campaign for each movie like you would on a, a, a focused Lego Star Wars game. Um, but you get to touch each one and it's really fun. You get all the characters from it. High on Life is another game I've been paying attention to. I'm really excited for that. That's definitely a day one play for me. Um, I can't wait to get these talking guns and knifey and <laughs> go kill these weird aliens. It, it looks like it's going to be a really good time. Uh, and then Hot Wheels Unleashed. I have not stopped hearing about Hot Wheels Unleashed since it released. I, I think you played it a bit on PlayStation I did. I did play um, it. when it came to PS Plus. Um, you said it was pretty cool. Um, and I know a lot of other racing fans have been saying they loved it. Um, so I definitely I don't know if I'm going to play it because I'm not a huge racing guy, but like I want to touch it at least. I want to get in there. I want to play some of these tracks. I want to feel mm -hmm. the feeling of doing the loop on the orange track and everything. I want to see how it plays. So I'm excited to jump into that a little bit. So really good list coming out here. And I know uh, Eastward is a game Hopple was raving about in the Discord earlier. It it's looks pretty cool. Cool really art style. Reviews. Yeah, so maybe something to pay attention to. Um, for me, the only game on this list that I really care about is High on Life. Um, I'm sold on that game. I was sold on it from the first trailer. I think it looks like a lot of yeah. fun. I don't imagine it's very long. My issue is it comes out the same day as uh, Crisis Core. 
for fi- Final Fantasy Reunion. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I will be playing that instead of High on Life. So that's going to await. And then there is a uh, indie game called Blacktail that's two days after that that I'm really interested in. So I don't know when I'm going to get to High on Life. Um, it might be because the second half of December into the first half of January, we have like a few weeks there where we'll be able to just play and knock out some games. There isn't any really big releases coming out yeah. um, until like the third, second or third week of January. So we'll, we'll have some time to, to get through some games during yeah. the holidays. Um, uh, addendum to my high on life raving. It will not be a day one play for me because that's the day I start my five day drive. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be playing that the next week. I'll be talking about it then. <laughs> just uh, just have your wife drive and xCloud that for a little bit. I'm not playing cloud on the road in the middle of Tennessee. <laughs> it's not going to work very well. <laughs> uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed, I did play on PS Plus for a bit. I think it's fun for a little while. I, do th- I don't think it is um, as a solid uh, racer as a lot of people do. Uh, it was, it, it's cool though. Like if you're just looking to like pop in, do some do the loopy loops. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. Then it, it, there's, there's some fun to be had there for sure. It is awesome. a beautiful looking game. I will get, yeah, it that. looks nice. Yeah. It's very pretty. So our last story for the day, uh, Xbox sells big during black Friday. So we just had black Friday here and everywhere else in the world. And, this story comes from Christopher Ding at GamesIndustry.biz. says, The Nintendo Switch was the best-selling game console over Black Friday in the UK, accounting for 42% of all consoles sold during this week. However, this performance was actually much weaker than last year, and one only has to look at Microsoft's Xbox to understand why. Xbox Series S actually accounted for 40% of all console sales in the UK during the week due to Microsoft vastly reducing the price of the machine. PlayStation 5 accounted for the remaining 18% of all sales, and they did not offer any console sale price. So Roasty Co. asks in the Discord, just like you can, if you want to tweet at us, if you want to go in the Discord, we'll, we'll ping messages every week. They say, what are your thoughts about the Series S holiday bundle? Is it better deal than the Switch? I mean, I, got, I think you got to say it's a better deal just based off of it's a Game Pass machine right you pay that 15 bucks right when you plug it in and you have access to 150 something games um i think that's the deal of a century right there if you're somebody who's looking for a game console and you want to play as many games as as you can that's a great deal switch obviously i love my switch there are some games out there that i've been really enjoying been playing the pokemon game a little bit um having a good time with that but i think i think most consumers who are going to buy a video game console you're going to buy a switch. Like if you're going to buy a switch, you're going to buy a switch. Like I, I feel like you go in there knowing what you're going to get. Cause they are two very different platforms. One being handheld, one being TV, one being Nintendo, which we all know their aesthetic and their sort of their audience for those games. And one being Xbox, which is geared towards a lot of different type of games. So, um, but I, I, I think it's cool to see the series S selling so well. And, and I do think it is a little, we talked about this in the discord a bit and Taylor brought up the point. I do think it's a bit, because of supply constraints uh playstation 5 is starting to get out of it but it's still very much hard to get um the series s is way more accessible it's cheaper um and it's a better you know quick uh impulse buy i guess especially when you're putting it on sale for maybe like 250 down down and and that's an impulse buy to me 250 you're at the store you're looking for a good gift for Mm -hmm. somebody that you know loves video games 250 that's better than the 650 dollar console that's down the aisle that might not even be there um so it's good to see these sales um love to see it 
making inroads into the UK market? I think I think it does have a, there's a few explanations here. I should say that, that's a better way to start. PlayStation raised their console prices everywhere but the US, so it is more expensive right. in the UK. That's yeah. one reason. Two. The Series S is just dirt cheap right now. I just Googled it. I can go to Walmart and get one for $220 right now. That's crazy. That is, it's, it was normally a $300 machine, so it's still yeah. $80 off. I saw it as low as $190, I think, on Black Friday. They were basically That's asking people to take series like there were piles of them in best buy on the showroom floor there yep. weren't any series x's there weren't any ps5s it was literally just this series is available S's. this the switch to be to its credit i didn't see many switches in best buy the one i went to either i know it's an anecdote but the switch clearly is going to sell well pokemon just came out all right oh, yeah. 10 million 10 copies million. crush and, god of war <laughs> I am very much in the camp of the like who at this point doesn't have a switch though, you know, like it's yeah. been almost uh, six years, right? It's 2007, yeah. 2017. And so, yeah, almost, almost six years since the switch came out, we're, we're getting close to like a iter new iteration of a switch, right? Yeah. Most people I think are looking for the OLED model right now. If they're looking for anything, which, which is good. Cost I love you about the a hundred plus more than a it Series does. S, which, mm -hmm. like you said, you can get in on Game Pass and mm -hmm. have a plethora of games as opposed to dropping another sixty dollars. Here's your Pokemon yeah. game that's going to run it. At you can FPS. you can walk out the store without a single video game buying the Series S and have one hundred fifty at your disposal when you get home without well, paying four hundred technically or more something like it that. Is, it's yeah. a ridiculous amount. I don't I don't even know the number on it right now. Uh, but yeah, you pay that fifteen bucks instead of walking to the other aisle and spending another sixty or seventy bucks on top of your purchase for the console. Mm. Big deal. That's a big deal I, to people, especially right now in this economic condition, uh, the the economic world we're we're living in. Okay? Um, <laughs> we live in a society. We live in a society. It's a price proposition. Okay, families are going to go with my my child likes video games. This is the cheapest video game console. And it's more powerful than a Switch. It'll give you a plethora of things. Like, it's just a no-brainer. And, and this is the is thing, so too. And this might just be me, because I hate shopping. I can't stand it. I've never gone to a, a shopping center on Black Friday. I refuse to ever do it. I, I buy most of my stuff online. I might go to a brick-and-mortar during the weekday in the middle of the day when everyone's at work or something just to get away from people. Um, but it, it, I think it means something when you can just walk in knowing what you want grab the box, run to the register, pay for it, leave. It's mm -hmm. that extra step of getting your console, going to the other aisle, fighting through people, trying to figure out what game you want, and then going to the register. That That's a big deal to a lot of people, you know, when you're trying to get in and out on a Black Friday, trying to get your deals, going to other stores. Bro, the line for Bath and Body Works was down the hall. I'm a fan of like, Bath and Body me Works. Me too. That's but I, I like, use the granite, mm, the granite fragrance they got. I love that stuff. <laughs> Well, Ethan, that is yep. all the news stories we yes. have. Oh, uh, Mel in the chat says, remember, it comes with a month of Game Pass out the box. You don't need to buy oh, Game Pass. Right. I, didn't, <laughs> I did not know that that was bundled That's in. nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So even even better. Accelerating yep. our points there. So um, we will move into our listener Question. Oh, my favorite part. Please, everyone, keep giving us questions. I love doing yeah, this. So if you want to be featured on the show, please tweet at us at Save Game Media on Twitter 
or come join the Discord. Those are the two best ways to get your question read on. Maybe the show. hit us up on Hive. We got that now. Uh, you know? No, I deactivated both our Hive accounts what? because uh, there's there's massive security issues over there. And I oh, I, is there? I didn't know yeah, that. <laughs> that's what I was. I was sending an article yesterday. I was like, I'm gonna wait until this this platform uh, becomes safe. Okay, uh, so we're <laughs> good not, to know. We're, we've left Hive. All right, <laughs> Hive. No more Hive. Hive is dead. Um, <laughs> Roasty says, "Quote." Should games with gold and if Microsoft replaces Xbox Live Gold with Game Pass Ultimate and is the Xbox Series controller holding back the industry as it's the last first party controller to not have gyro aim, haptic vibration or NFC, but still retails for $60. So there's really two questions there. All right. We got the first. Yeah. Should games with gold die? Yes. And is the (laughs) Xbox Series controller holding it back? Games for gold should have been gone a long time ago. It's not really nobody's buying the subscription for games for gold it's just it's not really it's i don't know why it's there it just doesn't make sense to me and i think the same at least the playstation what's the playstation version of that where they give you the three games you uh, have it right the playstation version of yeah you just uh, said you oh, claim your yeah, game ps plus ps plus well i thought that was just the subscription service it's not PS a separate plus thing essential essential if you want to okay. get technical. yeah that at least has some good games from what i've seen um it seems like xbox's games for gold is just going back in the catalog and doing like old 360 arcade games or like some double a games nobody really knows about which that's not a knock on those games i'm sure there's people out there that like them i've I've played one or two but i just don't think gold belongs in the ecosystem anymore it doesn't really make sense Mm -hmm. um but for the controller i don't want to say it's holding back anything and that 60 dollar price point i'm pretty sure is the cheapest one you can get out there i know PlayStation controllers are like 70 bucks. Right? 75 if you get a colored 75 one. 75 if you get a colored one. I'm not sure. I've never bought a Switch controller. I bought a Switch Pro controller. I think Switch is $60 too. Yeah, I think my Pro controller was $60 and that doesn't have all the bells and whistles like uh, HD rumble or anything like that. At least the one I got. Um, so I, I don't know if it's holding back anything. I would love to see Xbox play a little more with their controllers and everything but you gotta realize xbox is also doing a lot of other stuff especially with accessibility um they have their adaptive controller thing for people with disabilities that they've been investing a lot into um but i i don't necessarily think xbox is looking for having all the bells and whistles um for that the dual sense has i think sony really it has that market you know they they market their things as premium products and they want all the bells and whistles and all that i just don't see a point really for xbox to do it it would be cool but it's not a big deal to me i stand corrected by mel in the chat it's 80 dollars oh, wow. for joy cons yeah in that's what a world? lot for in just the little joy cons worst controllers ever made by the way yeah, I hate they don't, them. They don't fit my. <laughs> they, they hurt, hurt my hands. Yeah, they, they hurt. They're not. Gonna I have to. I have to get a pro controller. Pro <laughs> I have to use a go. pro controller. Um, uh, but yeah, it's the cheapest one out there. Then <laughs> I think yeah, you can say that. I think Arkwing brings up a good point in the chat. He says they don't even offer 360 games anymore, and I think, oh, and and I think that is a good thing. Xbox Live Gold just it needs games of gold needs to go away. All right. And we need yeah. to we're done with this program. It's we have Game Pass for our free games. We don't need this. Uh if you're still on gold, I don't understand why. Um just get rid of it. Like you can't you probably make it enough, but like transition people to basic game pass or something. Like yeah. offer some sort of lower tier, like, oh, you can have cloud game, but I don't know, something yeah. to transition them off, let the online not be just be tied to having a game pass subscription and not i think it, 
I think it could very much be like it's not hurting everyone having it there, and there are people that do it, not a lot. Um, and taking that option away is just, you know, they would have to deal with some bad PR doing it, you know, when they're just taking stuff away from people. I think it's silly. I don't think it's a thing that really needs to be on the console anymore, but it's just like they're probably reasoning with themselves like mm-hmm. it's not hurting anybody at being there. Just leave it on there. We don't want to deal with telling people we're going to take stuff away from them. You know what I mean? So, I don't yeah, know. I understand. Uh, Mel says maybe an essential package for $60 a year. I mean, that's basically what you pay for Xbox Live Gold, isn't it? Yeah, you could buy the back in the day for the 360. You could buy those oh, like just, year pass. He's talking about Game Pass Essential, just first party games and online. Oh play. yeah, yes, yeah. That that be that. I, I support that idea. That's a good idea, actually. That's a good point. Yeah. Taye or, or Tay, I, I I always forget how to say his name. Um, sorry, bro. Yeah, I appreciate you. Um, how important are third party AAA games arriving to Game Pass day one, like Outriders, etc.? Does Microsoft need to ensure they have a steady stream of AAA games coming to Game Pass day one? Well, they do for 2023. We yeah. are we are low. We got Atomic Heart coming, Stalker mm-hmm. 2. Like, we have a ton. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is coming now. We got a yeah. ton of third-party AAA games hitting the service. I do think it also depends on how many first-party games do we have in the pipeline. Because I think this last year, it was very important because we didn't get a lot of first-party big titles drops. Um, I think AAA or AAA third-party games really carried the console this generation on Game Pass. Um, But I think next year, we're going to be seeing a lot more first-party titles come out, hopefully. I know we keep saying that, um, but I feel like a lot of these games are going to finally start coming out. Um, And and yeah, I think it it really is just going up and down with... um, how many first party titles we have i think xbox needs to like see see their schedule and be like okay now we should be going hard on third party titles to try and get as much value in the game pass ecosystem but when they got like starfield coming out maybe they're not investing as much into third party because they know they're getting all their first party bangers into the game pass system so that's the value people want yeah i think i think the more first party they have coming out uh oh ethan died again so oh he's coming he's back he's back i'm here it didn't Uh, happen this time (laughs) (laughs) i think the more first party games they have on the docket the less they have to worry about this because ideally and i've said this before game pass is going to become a first party and indie machine i very much believe oh. indie double a machine I, I would be so that that's perfect to me, that's perfect honestly. for me that's that's I love it i don't think they're going to care they'll get the occasional big triple uh triple a third party game here and there i'm sure but when they start hitting their cadence of we're gonna have a big triple a game every quarter so that's four big game and then give the double a games give the indie games like i don't really see the need for them to grab more and more pay exorbitant prices because you know the more they pay for third-party games the more they're gonna have to raise the price of game pass it's, that's just how it's gonna work yeah so i'm and very then, much in the favor of uh, right now it's necessary but in the future i don't think it will be yeah and and i think too a big strategy that they've been doing is a lot of big triple a third-party games are coming to game pass a year after they come out maybe six months after they come out to give them a second life that's good for those developers because it gets you know people's eyes on their games again and maybe you forgot about that game and you were just busy at that time you're like oh yeah i wanted to play that and you can jump in there so i think that's that's really the model you want to see is the like you said the first party the indies the double a and then couple third-party AAAs jumping in there when they're getting a little old. And I think that's a, that's a good way to do this. Well, Ethan, um, we have 
I don't, I don't want, we have two more questions from uh, Tay. I think we'll save them for next week. All right. I think, okay. I think we'll say, I think, I think we'll save these for next week. Um, and we'll wrap up the show there. So remember guys, if you would like to ask us listener questions, tweet at us, join the discord. We will get to them uh, as much as we can promise. But Ethan, where can people find you? Discord. Come say hi. <laughs> and you can find me at the Muffin Mon on Twitter. It's a one and seven I and O and seven A. Follow us at Save Game Media to stay up to date with all of the latest uh, videos dropping, like two a day. All right, it's ridiculous the things Busy. we got going on. Uh, higher resolution, looking better than ever. Um, mm-hmm. We have, I think, we have one more video to come out that was in Streamyard. After that, it's all this beautiful looking stuff. So appreciate everyone for supporting us. We will see you next week though goodbye peace